Hello, it is me, Silas, interrupting you again, sorry. Um, this time, though, I, I'm just asking you to, well, if you enjoy this podcast, please tell all of your friends who you think might also like listening to us talk about random tech and gaming things, because the number one way how people find out about podcasts, about new podcasts, is just through word of mouth. That's literally true. So you'd do us a great, great favor, and maybe you'd do your friends a favor too, showing them how good and awesome our podcast is. Thank you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Uploading Podcasts, the number one flagship podcast of Silas finally being right. (laughs) That's pretty dumb. That's not even correct, but yes. Hello, everybody. (laughs) How are you doing, everybody? I hope you're doing well. It's Monday. Oh, that's what I forgot to look up. It's Monday, the 21st of February, as we're releasing this episode. Is that a special day? I don't know. Well, it's the day after my raffle-ins. Oh, that's, that's... Oh, God, that's true. So, congrats to whoever won. Was it Psychonauts won? I think it was. Indeed it was. We'll find out actually on that day, so yeah. So yeah, um, GG to ever won that. Days of the year. Let's. We should do this. We should go to daysoftheyear.com. Monday, February twenty first. National Sticky Bun Day. Okay. <laughs> Happy National Sticky Bun Day, everybody. What the hell is this? I think that's like a British holiday or something. Just like a sticky buns, a type of treat. But like, it's uh, it, every time I'm reminded of his existence, I just have a big old giggle. Like a snicker. It's just it's so silly. Sticky buns. Because typically when you say sticky buns or glazed buns. look like that? What? You're talking about something else. Yeah, that's what it... Yeah. Uh, and also, um, the 13th of February, and it goes until the 21st of mon- uh, of February, which is when this comes out. This is uh, mm-hmm. National Condom Week. Yeah, something okay. people are dying in need of, and, and given then you the click on, current you situation. Click on, you click on National Condom Week, and it says that there has been a critical error on this website. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's probably because people don't need a lot of condoms right now because they're not seeing a lot of people and not or having a lot of opportunities to bow. Or, or they need a lot more if they already live with somebody. Or neighbors. True, true. Neighbors exist. I don't know. Yeah, you could swing through whoever's nearby, yeah? As long as they're up to swing, always make sure. Don't skip over that bit. That's an important step in the process. If you get forget about that step, you're in big trouble. Ensure safety in multiple ways, people. Yes. Uh, Except when you're gay. <laughs> no, also use condoms then. Also use them yeah, then. Okay. Yeah, really do. There was a... 
whole epidemic back in like what was it the 80s that went completely ignored oh god i don't know um this is a really interesting start to this show this is a technology podcast by the way (laughs) what kind of we need to incorporate more like sex tech in this no no let's not do that please (laughs) start looking that up Um, you know that it, I rem- uh, genuinely, I remember this now. I remember like a Kickstarter of project of this kind of uh-huh. flashlight thing, flashlight with an E mm-hmm. thing, which is like Bluetooth enabled, and then also this kind of motorized dildo thing, also Bluetooth enabled for uh, long distance couples. <laughs> so the dude. Uh, so can- essentially, what yeah, Love Sense was doing. Yeah, I don't know what what that is. What you just said, but I remember this Kickstarter. It exactly is what you just described. The hole, and then you do things to the hole, and it does the things to the other person. And I'm like, I don't know. They're actually interconnected. Okay, that's not what they are. They are. They they were at least in the Kickstarter pitch. Yeah, in the Kickstarter. Love sense is what I'm talking about. Is where like someone just has control over your part of the thing. You just send them a link to. uh, an app that they, you know, then get control of it on your end physically, and if they have one of their own, you get control on, over of it physically on your end, you know? That's a different thing. thing. Now, yep. now what, what I'm remembering now was literally, like, real time. So you could go on a Skype call or something, and then do that, and then feel what they're doing. <laughs> well... Which okay, Isn't the future wonderful. Do that. I don't know if that exists. I don't remember the name, and I don't care because I don't. I'm not going to use that. I mean, never say never. I don't want to. I don't want to. No, I'm not going to put things into an electronic device, even if it's like five volt battery powered. That's stupid. I mean, some people literally have setups just for that, to send a current through their stuff. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. But I don't want that. That's not what... No. <laughs> Look, relationships this show is are rated all about explicitly. understanding. All about understanding and cooperation. And you know, you never know who you're going to end up with and I what have, kind of interests they have. I am an electronics engineer i have a good understanding of current and voltage and what that can Mm -hmm. do to your body i am not willing (laughs) i'm not willing for any of this depends on like what you really want and what they feel about it yeah a little compromise they wear the fair suit you strap the electrodes to your junk that gonna work out for you (laughs) no no <laughs> oh my god, you've <laughs> so off topic already. Let, quickly, jump into the rambling section. Well, Escape okay. this madness. So I put down some uh, notes about what I want to talk about this time, so we're not going to randomly fucking skip back to the rambling section. I say now, watch out how it yep. goes downhill in 10 minutes. So last week we talked about the Mario Kart 8 deluxe expansion course pack whatever they call it the course booster pack or something 
Do you remember uh, like, that? What was it? 48 new packs or 58? Oh, like a 48 ton of them. new tracks, yes. Mm-hmm. For $24.99, one, one-time payment, or for getting the getting Nintendo Switch Pro on... No, Switch Pro, that's not what it's called. What is it called? Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. Oh, Fuck God, that's name. a mouthful. That name sucks. So F the service. Like it's like way too much for what they've offered straight away. Just way too much. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna play the one time thing and just keep yeah. the regular version. Either um, way, Nintendo still makes money. Huzzah. Yeah, but paying twenty four ninety nine for forty eight tracks is very good. Um even though it's come, well, it's not come out, but people have been analyzing the trailers and people have noticed that the tracks suspiciously have less detail than normal Mario Kart 8 tracks, like that already are in the game. And then Mm. people have also looked at Mario Kart Tour, the phone game, and yeah, it's the same. Oh, Oh, it's the tracks just literally ported over from They've that. They've basically built some kind of bridge between... So Mario Kart 8 on the Switch has their own special engine ah, and formats yeah. and stuff. And Mario Kart Tour on mobile is just a normal Unity game. The Unity game engine, which everybody makes fun of for some fucking reason, even though it's like the most popular thing used in mm-hmm. seemingly every game. Great. I mean, that's great a bit engine. of a shame. It's That's a, a shame. Instead of, develop- yeah, instead of developing their own unique engines to suit the needs they have, they just have to kind of like piecemeal it with this. That's not. Uh, that's not. A, I don't think that's correct though, because you can just do anything in Unity, except that you don't have to write. Oh, how to accept controller input? How to talk to a touch screen? How to talk to the internet? You don't have to rewrite internet communications every single time. That's stupid. If you can just take uh, Unity and customize that. it, that's fine. That's good. And I just kind of worried there isn't a big competitor to Uni- Unity, but uh, anywho, anywho. That's not true. There's like Unreal Engine and other ones. And loads yeah, of people I still nev- make their I've own engines. I've never seen anything good. Yeah, I, I just prefer that over relying on Unity. Just like eh, when you rely on anything too much, you know, that becomes like such a dominant force in the market. That's never a good thing. It's better than like having every small indie company spend oh, yeah. ten years making a new engine and then I, fail because they didn't make any money. <laughs> yeah, like that. That does make sense. I'm talking about like more AAA projects or maybe some of the bigger AA ones. You know, I don't know. Yeah, we're getting off topic to, here. We're gonna have to talk about that after the recording. I understand your point, but it's wrong. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Need to disagree. They've basically ta- just taken the tracks that are on Mario Kart Tour and they are, or probably are finished with this. They've probably just put it on the Mario Kart 8 version. Obviously, they now, it's not just as simple as pressing a button and then, oh, that's it. They still have to replace things like items, Another dynamic object like boost pads and things like that, they have to still adjust it to Mario Kart 8, right? Right, remove all the like shitty invisible walls that keep you from falling down on Mario Kart Tour uh. because mobile players are babies, apparently. 
I think mm-hmm. on Nintendo's part, this is pretty smart because they are good courses still, except for the ones that are original Mario Kart 2 courses. They kind of suck. But like the remade ones yeah. are pretty good. I mean, um, they're pretty good because they were like good in another game, you know? Yes. That doesn't make it shit, though. Just because it's in Mario Kart Tour, they're still good tracks, and they still look get look good. They will look better in Mario Kart 8's engine just because it's not a phone thing anymore. It's on the console now, so they know exactly what hardware they work with <sighs> instead of having to cater to the lowest Android phone. Ah, that, that makes sense. I was about to say, I was thinking, like, you know, the iPhone 13. I'm pretty sure that's more powerful than the Switch. Oh yeah, totally. Most Android phones are more powerful than the Switch too, but you still want your game to run on everything, so you're going to have to find a middle ground where it doesn't look completely shit, but also you don't want to use uh, the iPhone 13 Pro Max or whatever they call it to the fullest potential because then you can't run it on an older device. So, yeah. Basically, apparently, or well not apparently, Probably all the tracks are already done and ported onto the Wii U or or they are just close to being finished with all of them because once you've built all the tools, it's just like a matter of spending a bit of time there because you already uh, have a straightforward, yes. a straightforward path of how to get your, your stuff onto the Switch. Yeah, yes, everybody's favorite part, monotonously doing something smart. over and over again. Well, yeah, it's shit work for the developers, but it's smart yeah. still. I don't. Th- Some people were like on the internet were like, "Wow, this is pretty bad. Why can they charge money again for this?" And I don't agree. For, tw- for twenty four ninety nine, and a lot of it is literally just like porting it over from another game. Understanding that a, it's not an easy thing to do, but b. The install base of Mario Kart and the amount of people who are going to, you know, buy the DLC, it seems like a lot to charge for something you already had lying about. It's like, uh, what's it, um, Capcom charging you $10 every time for what's it, the um, Mega Man collection? You know, every new system, they just charge you another $10 or $20 and they buy the games up into two sets. It's like, just make it one big massive set that you give out for like $5 or less at this point. You've already made more than enough money off of this. You know? Mm, I don't I don't know. I just think doubling the amount of tracks and fun you can have in Mario Kart for $24, $25 is pretty good. If it was 15 or less, I'd be fine with it, you know? Because it's, again, the majority of it is just being ported over again i'm not saying like uh, there's no work involved but a lot of it already like was pre-existing but is the value of something directly related to how much work there is if i know that i'm well, going to spend how much five work, hours a day in my, if I know that I'm going to spend five hours before. a day in... Oh God. <laughs> okay, you talk. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. No, you talk first, I said. I was just saying, like, it existed before. Not just, like, how much work was put into it, but, like, generally, how much, 
like whether it existed before. Like you could put out like um, a pretty short game and and charge a fair amount for that. Yes. Yeah, that didn't require a lot of work as long as it's still good. But like if it was just like you're porting something from another system and it doesn't uh, take up that amount of work, you know, there probably should be some kind of price cap for that. Like if something's just very expensive or it existed before and didn't take a lot of work to port over, it should not be des- described as like expensive, you know? It isn't expensive, though. I don't think it is. I mean, for, like, DLC and just solely extra tracks, not even new characters, like, that 24, 25, 25 bucks I could spend on an indie game or multiple indie games, you know? But, and get but like, can you spend another 300 hours in that indie game? Depends because on the indie. I mean, indie. you could spend three hundred hours in like Hades if that's the indie game you buy. Okay, that's true. But you, well, in my point of view, I'm going to spend so much time on this on this game because I don't know these. I haven't played these new versions of the tracks because fuck Mario Kart Tour. And if you look at the Mario Kart I'll Tour store, either you can mm-hmm. you can you can buy the twenty five tracks on Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Or you can buy like a character and a card for twenty four ninety nine in Mario Kart Tour. Which one is the what? better deal? I mean, yeah, you're I getting ripped I, I, off in both cases, but like one's worse than the other <laughs> by a lot. Like one for what's it? One character and a card? Like oh my I god! I think that's basically what it was. Maybe like a no, I don't even know if it has skins. I'm trying to find this again, but I, I saw this tweet where it was like, oh, people saying this is a bad value on this on the Switch. You could literally buy one character and a cart or whatever it was. Something really dumb like that on Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Are you, you go spend your money on this completely new character if it's important to you that it's a new thing and not an old thing reused in a different way. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go buy that character if you want to have something new, you fucking idiots. <laughs> the only problem that I have with this is mm-hmm. I don't like the way that they're releasing this in like a two-year fucking period. And I, I know I, exactly I think it's why we're like, doing this. Yeah, because Smash Bros. kind of wound down and not, they're not releasing new characters for that anymore. So it's like... Okay, let's do something to try and keep up some amount of hype until, like, we finish off with the Switch's life cycle and, you know, move on to whatever comes next. I don't know if that's the reason. I don't think it is because, well, okay, for Smash Bros., I think they made new characters, right? New things. They did for a while, but they're done now. Like, the last 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 character came out a while ago. And sure keeping up hype and like information circle and stuff is probably part of it. But also I think, well, most of these tracks are probably already done now. They're probably like 99% finished and just doing like polishing stuff. Now them releasing this in these long ass fucking intervals while also having this included in their yearly membership thing. I think they just want you to sign up, play it, and then, oh, oh well, I know all the sense. tracks now. 
well, let's wait for the next thing. Well, fuck, I can't cancel because I still want to play the new tracks. I think that's the end goal. Getting you to stay subbed to the premium ah, subscription. And I think, I think you're right, and I hate on, that. I uh, hate yeah, I think on their is. part, on their part, it's pretty smart, but I also really hate it because fuck <laughs> they're definitely gonna they're gonna have so many people who'll sign up for this so many everybody likes mario kart 8 deluxe it's a fucking great game and having double the courses is also awesome <laughs> i mean it would also be pretty great if they port some of those characters over they had for like tournament that one in um the base mario kart 8 that would be neat but say let me all the characters are there though Oh, really? There's no unique original characters for that game? Well, right. you, what are you even talking you about now? Actual Mario Kart on the... On, well, Tur- okay, yeah, on tournament. If they had okay. any characters there to port over. You you just said the original... Like, you said Mario Kart 8. Yeah, to port to Mario Kart 8. Oh, okay. I tournament. thought you meant from the Wii U to the fucking Switch. I was like, what? That's the same characters. There are new characters in here, I think. I've just installed it and downloaded it right now, and I'm trying to... This is a horrible game, by the way. The worst UI. I have no fucking idea what's even happening on my screen I also heard the driving was pretty bad, like, in that game. Token Shop is now open. Yeah, there's, there's original characters in this. Let's see if I can fucking find something that's really expensive. (laughs) I will edit this out if it's if it doesn't have anything that's shit. Okay, I've already. F- oh god, Daisy swimwear oh, no. pack. You can buy Hello. Daisy with swimwear. You can buy a Sunny oh, wow. Surf Sailor. Which what is that? Is that a part for a car? I think. No, that that is a car. You can buy the Daisy swimwear version at the Sunny Surf Sailor cart, and ninety ninety rubies. No, 60 plus... Oh, okay, yeah, 90 rubies for... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to re- reiterate. What, eight, one character and one card and 90 rubies for okay. 39.99 euros. <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, fuck off. What are you going to do? Bye. <laughs> What are you going to do? Buy 48 new tracks for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? Or buy Princess Daisy for for 40? How about neither? How about neither? At that point, yeah, just saying that makes you like, fuck off, Nintendo. Fuck, why do you do this? Why? It's not even hard to find. You like, open the shop. Oh People God, like assume no Nintendo is so much better and sweeter just because like it focuses on like oh individual God. IPs and sticking to the themes of them instead of like shoving in a bunch of like microtransactions. But it doesn't mean they're not like a regular company, you know, with the same flaws and trappings of a, any other company. There's also Mario Baseball version, a Home field glider part for your car and also 90 rubies for also 40 euro. <laughs> Christ. Uh, you know, let's move on to the next little bit of the rambling section there. I think we've gotten a point across with this. 
yeah, so that's our thoughts on the Mario Kart Mario Kart DLC. It's it's better than buying fucking shit character for forty euro. I've written down another point, which is alien TV. <laughs> no, don't do that. We just had a break. We were just yeah, we were talking um, about stuff, <laughs> and he threw out a joke show idea that I'm thinking is actually it. might actually be very good. Oh god, I'm not gonna say it, but like. It would be very funny. <laughs> yeah, if there's no more episodes next week, then we've decided to stop, or I've decided to stop because the idea is not good enough. <laughs> just, at some point, producing content is is just not worth it anymore. <laughs> uh... It could be a good idea, but it's actually not. So, um, Alien yeah, yeah. is what I've written down. Do you know the films? Sod. Mm-hmm. The alien I films. I do. I like Ones them. with the xenomorph that everybody has sexualized in Rule 34 now. Really? Yes. I am not going to search for that. Search well, for you know you they've want decided to. to make a TV show. Listen to your feelings. You know them to be true. No, no. <laughs> I, if, when I, I like those films, well, mainly the first two and also kind of the third one and also kind of the fourth one and also mm-hmm. like kind of the other newer ones, fucking Prometheus and I think Covenant, whatever the new ones are called. They, they got a solid two films to begin with and from there it's been mixed bags. The rest. I also like the rest, but it's just not as freaking awesome. And you can still like them, but you can also yeah. still describe something you like as a mixed bag, you know? It, yeah, they kind of are. Um, so they've decided to make a prequel TV series based on the Alien franchise. Wasn't I read, that Prometheus? It's gonna yes. That's one of the points of the article that I have actually eventually found and then ah. pulled up about it. It plays around the same time as Prometheus. Yes. Um, I don't mind that. I'm interested in that. I think that's fine. Um, then immediately, I read this article, this The Verge article. I don't think we're going to link this. It doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. um, it says, FX's upcoming TV series based on the Alien films. And then I was like, oh, wait, that's Disney. First of all, yeah. we don't have FX on... Uh, we don't have FX in Germany. And also... Right now, mm-hmm. right now they're pulling all of their fucking FX shows off Netflix so you can get Disney Plus. Indeed, and I'm not going to do that because yeah, I don't want to yeah. pay two things. At least not right now. Maybe when I have more money. But yeah, at a certain point you have to decide what you want to pay for or get people that are sharing the account to chip in. But yeah, it used to be Fox, but then you know they had to sell Fox News off in the merger. And that's like a very toxic brand. So now it's like FX Studios. Well, no, FX is just another twentieth th- century. Oh, no, wait, that was the this. channel. The channel. That's a TV yeah. channel and TV network. That's a different thing. They've sold twentieth century Fox to Disney. That's true, but and, but they've just renamed it to I think just twentieth century. They've dropped oh, the Fox. Yeah, that that was real sad. The FX was actually the channel name. Yeah, right there. So. Yeah. 
after I saw the name FX, I was like, well, I don't need to continue reading this, really. And then I kind of just stopped. <laughs> I'm going to watch out what like reviewers say and what Alien fans say about this. And if they... Well, probably I'm going to end up watching it either way. I've watched all of the Alien films so many times already because I really like them. And I still fucking get sick when the fucking facehugger does its thing so i'm uh, a freaking pussy by the way <laughs> what was i thinking depending on the focus group they have it could actually go very disastrously if like all the notes they're getting back is aliens aren't sexy enough did you do something about that that's not that the focus group is not just you Hey, I didn't say it's my thing. I'm just aware it exists. You would just put that down as a joke. I think you would just put it down to fuck with them. Well, I would do that as a joke, (laughs) but a focus group is made up of more than just one person. Yeah, I'm just saying, if they get the wrong group of people, it could drastically shape the course of the show. Break your contract. Are you part of the focus group for the Alien TV show? I'm at my liberty to disclose that. Fuck you are going down that shit. Don't watch it, people. Don't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I wouldn't be at liberty to disclose it either way, so. Well, break your contract, man. Break it. This is breaking news. Do you know what they do to you for breaking a contract? Yeah, on to your next point. Make you Google Xenomorph R34, probably. Uh, (laughs) I've written down another third nose. Okay, now we have to move from this fucking weird thing that we just said to an actual serious thing. So, on Twitter, fairies exist, right? Mm -hmm. We have fairies here, we have sod. We have kind of me also as a furry, except I don't have a fursuit or furry Well, you, you don't need a, you don't you don't need a fursuit need... or a phone sonar to be a furry. Yeah, uh, that's true. You just have to Most like the art style. Yes. The only quite, you don't even need like the sexual attraction or anything, like explicitly over everything else. All you need to do is like, like the art style and like seeing it made in like video games, and movies, enjoy the TV concept. shows and the like. You know, just the concept yeah. and the aesthetic. Aesthetic style. That's all you have to be down for to then qualify yourself as a furry. Nothing more than that. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize it, but that's not the point. The point is... um, Sod, what vaccine Mm -hmm. did you have for COVID? This is going to make sense in a second. Do you know? Did Did you have the Moderna one? I think I think that was the one I had. I wanted I wanted to get it swapped up for the second dose, but they just didn't give it to me because I was like young. So that was a real down down. I, I wanted to mix and match because I had that's like the most effective thing to do. It's like Moderna's you know, get the your one two- not for young people though. No, no. What's the ones for like young people? The one that I got was the the one from BioNTech slash Pfizer. Maybe that was one of it. There's like two, wow. those ones that you do take in two shots, and then there's the one shot one by J&J, which people did not like because it was less effective. And well, I had it, that um, at first, and then I, I had the J&J one, and then I got the BioNTech one, the Pfizer one afterwards. 
after it was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, this sucks. The JJ one sucks, actually. I think the Moderna one is also one that goes in two shots, but, well, yeah. So we don't know what you have, apparently. <laughs> Moderna is the one that they I the Pfizer Germany... Moderna. I got two shots, at the very least. Well, in Germany, they recommend not giving the Moderna one to people under 30, so that I didn't get that. And it's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. But for everybody who did get the Moderna one, congratulations. You've been injected with fairy juice because that was developed by a fairy with 182,000 followers on Twitter. <laughs> Huzzah! We're making our way in the world. And I, I... Something to point at other than the waves and waves of artistic content, both lewd and not lewd, but still nonetheless beautiful. We have something else to point to to validate the subculture. So <laughs> if you go to Twitter and you type in at Sailor mm-hmm. Rue Scout or just type in Cheesy, so C-H-I-S-E, you'll uh-huh. actually get 158,000 followers. You'll find her account and she is a senior scientist working in, uh, well, in vaccine research and development and she's literally made or part of who oh made the fucking Moderna vaccine. And if you just scroll through her tweets, she has to be like the most big brain person I've seen in a long time. Like everything that she talks about is like, vac- not, not everything, but a lot is vaccine related. And I think it's just really smart what she writes. And it's like a freaking furry, which is also really sick. That's, I love it so much. Oh my god. Oh, I love this. I love this. Now the bad part is some I think some shitty German scientist made like a parody account because he was like, well, this person can't be an actual scientist because oh no, it's a whatever kind of animal that is in the profile picture. What you do online mm-hmm. randomly on in your free time is not important to your job so indeed if there's rat fuck y'all if you think oh no the furries can't do a real job or whatever she's the prime example of not how this is not true you don't become a senior scientist for no reason <laughs> so god damn god damn hats off to this person having a hundred 50 uh, 85,000 followers on Twitter doing furry things while also educating everybody about how viruses work and vaccines work and other things like that. I think that's really great. Yeah, this uh, even getting fan art, I can't believe that. This whole story, I think, is pretty inspirational. I sent this on Discord to somebody and 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 that dude, I think he's like a teenager or something. He's one of our mm-hmm. listeners, I think. And he was like, oh, she wrote that she had an interest in, in viruses. And now she's like, years later, she's made the fucking vaccine, saving millions of people's lives. How awesome is that? That's freaking great. So I mean, yeah, for like the having... community at large, like that is like a, 
a huge inspirational story. For everybody yeah. just because like it's such like in fairies are kind of like the easy joke right now. Yes, it's, I'm not mistaken. It's just like haha, fairy, not even a punchline. The fairy is the punchline. And you, you see this, like, going back ages and ages from, like, uh, you know, the LGBT community to, like, in America, at least, you know, the African-American community way back in, like, the 60s and 50s and before that where they were the easy joke, where you didn't really, like, think of anything clever or a good punchline or, you know, just effort into the joke. You're just kind of aligned in the same jokes that everybody made that are the old-fashioned equivalent of, like, you know, the attack helicopter one we have now. No real thought behind it. It just gets repeated and hard at them. And people laugh at it because they want to laugh at that community, you know? Which is a real bummer. I think this this is an inspiration for everybody, though, because it just Uh, shows how you can be yourself while also being someone else at your workplace. Well, not even somewhere else. She still is a furry at a workplace, but it's like, yeah, like well, she's not anyone is a, in a fur suit, is she? I don't even know if she Probably. has a fur suit, though. You know, well, and also even then, as long like, as it didn't restrict her hand movement and coordination, you, you, why not? You, you, <laughs> my, okay, my yeah. main point. I mean, to be honest, like the furry suit would probably count as like your know, safety equipment. You know, like. uh it wouldn't yeah, like be too a much like fake fur flying around in the air and stuff in a well, clean I mean, you'd have room. to. Well, I mean, how much fake fur is there? Like, fur suits are normally just like felt. Like well, that also material. has particles flying off, though. That is true. That is true. But anyway. My main thing is, like, everybody is a beautiful mosaic. Yeah. Like, you're made up of multiple parts that don't, like, contradict or cancel out each other. They add up to make the whole. That is you. You don't have to change yourself for your workplace or for your career, mostly. If you really, really suck and it like affects your workplace, then do it. If you if the only thing you do on your workplace is look at furry things instead of doing vaccine research, then that's not good. But as long as it doesn't affect your work, do whatever you want with your personality and your free time. That's genuinely true. And I just yeah. wanted to promote that fact because that was, some that people was just a really wholesome story. Confused. Yeah. Was, I've like, I, this is one of the rare people where I'm like, I'm going to activate the fucking the bell thing where you get a notification every time this person uh-huh. tweets just because I've, of how great Cheezer is. I've done that for like people I like in the VTuber community and people I've won raffles off of. And it's like, yeah. That that function is a lot. <laughs> like every tweet yes. getting alert for they easily also like retweets as well. It's like, oh boy. Yes. That's why I don't do it often. So yeah. Anywho, just uh for anyone listening on the back end, for whatever this gets edited out to already what's still on the rambling section. And we're at like 41 and a half minutes. So I'm going to rush through the two things I thought of to talk of here. Super, super quick so we can get on to the points. Because I'm getting very drowsy. Anywho. <laughs> get some energy like, drink. 
Sponsored by G Fuel. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, but not yet. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. And now. I'm very happy as of late, because, like, since the last time I recorded, the, uh, what's it, Saturday after, I had finally gotten a package I was waiting for for over a year. What's it, um, Shira, uh, she, uh, the Princess of Power, Tarot Guards deck, owning the Major Arcana. was just something really neat that I like the look of. It features a lot of references to the show in the Major Arcana with the various characters that are there and events depicted. And it came with, like, originally it was supposed to just be a print, and what's the phrase? Uh, Dakamura, or whatever it's called, for those body pillow things, because, like, the art on it was just, like, so beautiful. I'm not normally one for those kind of things, but, like, I just saw it and had to go for it. But, like, it took over a year. This thing was done in, like, the project was backed late 2020, and then, like, because of shipping delays at that time, it was a whole ordeal for, like, them to get it made and then get it shipped out. And then there was, like, a change in the law in where I lived. And eventually it had to oh. be sent back over the Atlantic from the UK for some reason. Why? I live in Ireland. I don't know why it was there. But it got sent back to them eventually. It wasn't quick. It took, like, months for that to happen. And then to send, they had to send it back to me again. They threw in two extra art prints as well over the ones I wanted, just depicting things on the cards. And one that wasn't made into a card, but was still nice. You know, I think like Nine of Swords, I want to say. But like, it was very nice. They were very understanding. It was great that they actually followed through on all that with me. But yeah, it just took over a year and three trips across the Atlantic to get this one package, and I had to pay, like, a 64 euro in import fees. It it was maddening. Well, okay. But I, I'm just... Can add up easily? Yeah, especially because they like to charge you for, like, what's it, um, shipping and handling? Something that was factored into the price you that's, originally paid for? That's not import fees, though. No, it, it qualifies into it. A tenor for, like, using any postal service within, like, uh, Ireland. And, like, you have to pay so-and-so for, like, the insurance and the handling in this that you already paid for in advance with your okay. purchase of said item. It's a whole effing thing that I hate. Well, I've just had import fees in terms of where they add the, the, the 19, is it 19? The 19% VAT on top of it? Oh, no. Like, I didn't spend that much, like... At most, like, uh, I think it was, like, 20 or so to back the original thing. And this is all dollars as well. 40 for the Dankamura. Again, I, I don't normally go for them, but this one is just very pretty. And then another 15 for the cards, you know. That's, like, uh, 75 or so, maybe 80 in expenses. And that's dollars, then converting it to euros. Like, I don't know what BS they were charging me. But it got inflated to an insane degree. I don't know. Like I've I honestly bought, like, don't know. T-shirts and other things that are like worth two hundred euro or something. And I think there's God. like this limit, at least in Germany, there is where you don't have to pay any import customs and stuff. And I think what I always had to pay was just <sighs> that, the VAT that no. I would have paid if I had bought the like clothes or whatever in in the EU. You have to understand. Which is fine. And then I just have you to, have to understand what's pay it, like um, 20 euros Ireland, for that. Ireland is a far, 
far smaller country that is very worried about its air quotes culture. So, like, companies can only, like, bring in so much, like, you know, um, what's it for? Material on the official, like, um, Irish versions of the site. Like, I think, like, the typical, what's it, um, Netflix defaults to, like, uh, the UK one in Ireland. Just because, like, you get more content that way. Like, it's this whole thing that you only see in, like, really small countries that are just kind of, like, very, like, nationalistic about the cultural identity and thus, like, make things more difficult for the people living within them that, like, you know, other stuff. It's a whole headache. But I'm just finally happy to have these things. Like, it was such a stress over, like, the last year of just, like, wondering if this was ever going to fall through or was the money just going to be gone up in the air, which honestly probably would have been better on a financial level instead of spending an additional 64 euro for it to get their cards in hand at long last. But just the day I got them, I was just so happy and it was so emotionally validating. Like, this could not have cost uh, more than 100 euros in terms of, like, goods, the expense of goods. I was looking up, like, the whole import thing as well. And, like, again, you get charged a tenner for any use of, like, the postal service in Ireland, whether it's and post or, like, any postal service that's a private company. You just get a tenner added on, which is pretty janked. But, oh, that's well. really wild to me. That's a wild yeah. concept. Okay. Anywho, just super glad to finally have them. Yeah, now I get to stress now. over, <laughs> figure out how to get the, what's it, um, posters, you know, for the art prints. Not po- poster frames, there we are. And a uh, body pillow, I guess now. I didn't think I was that type of weed, but I mean, I have it now. What am I going <laughs> to do? Just leave it in the case? May as well put it up on display. Make an art <laughs> statement in my living room. <laughs> Okay. Anywho, well, yeah. That's like, any thoughts on that? Like, uh, shipping nightmare. I mean, that's a wild story. Literally, the only thing I ever paid was the nineteen percent. I wish it was just that, and then basically that's it. And sometimes I didn't even have to pay that. At one point, I. Okay, I don't. Th- I don't know if I can say that. Oh, do you have like? I, I probably can because it's like years years mm-hmm. ago. I yeah, I I got like I think I got bought some like YouTube merch stuff from uh-huh. a YouTube channel that I really like just to give them my money. And at that mm. day where it arrived, because when something comes from fucking Canada or whatever, you can't uh-huh. necessarily exactly know when it arrives, and also you can't like ship it to a. Uh, to a pack station, which is what I normally do. So what happened is it just got dumped in like a normal post office for me to pick it up there. And oh, I, I wish that's what happened with me. I Another part of the story, just on my end real quick. UPS was the one that was responsible for sending order to reship it. I missed the oh. first day. Like, they didn't even notice anything. It was a huge thing. Yes, okay. They didn't give me a call. But like... Nightline was the one to see it to the final destination, but they needed an order coming for UPS. And I was on like online with someone sending emails repeatedly about what's happening, getting responses back, and they kept saying they'd do it the next day, and they never did. 
no matter what happened. Eventually, the driver hearing like how long I've been trying to get this was like, F it, I'm going in there. It's literally just sitting there. I'm just going to go in there and add this thing to the uh, to the van, you know, despite it not being on the docket for the day, and deliver it to you. That's and- wild. That's yeah, I literally like, live above a post office, so it's fine. He has like, <laughs> oh my god, you lucky son of a! Also, there was two different prices he had. Like, he had one on looking up on his thing, and then he had to scan it to get the price, and then you know take the money. And he got a different result, which thankfully was the one I was told. It was a complete clusterfuck, like just maddening. Okay, well. Well, what I had with the story that I just started, um, mm-hmm. I went down, I went downstairs, <laughs> you pick up the package that I wasn't home, <laughs> and on the package it had a sticker where it said, oh, prepaid import fees or whatever, 28 euro or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know what it was. It had a sticker basically where it said, oh, this was paid by German Post stuff. Uh-huh. please pay before you receive the thing. And I and I was like, well, I've got the money here. And I like handed it to, to the, the cashier person and they scanned it. She scanned uh-huh. it. And then it said, oh, nothing. And then she was like, well, if it doesn't scan, then I guess you can keep the money. It doesn't work. <laughs> and then I left with the thing not having paid for it. I was like, okay. I hate that. I hate that so, so much after the year I've spent dealing with this shipping nonsense. I mean, it took like, I don't know, four weeks or something to arrive because it was on a boat, I think, which is fine. It doesn't matter really when random YouTube emerged. Like, I bought a water bottle. I think that's, uh, yeah, I think actually that was my Linus Tech Tips water bottle, which is a great water bottle. Great. Very good. And also good because I didn't have to pay the VAT, the import VAT on it. <laughs> Very good. So that's a that's a hack right there. If you don't want to pay, yeah. if you if you're in Germany, you don't want to pay the import stuff, import customs. Just don't be there. And get and pick it up later, and then probably the code doesn't no, scan again. Maybe try it out. I don't. Th- yeah. I don't think that's a reliable strategy. Yeah, I think you just not. got lucky. And Somehow yeah. it just failed. So yeah, lucky me then. Lucky not UPS. <laughs> the second thing I was going to talk about just go be a uh, brief topic of uh, what I've been watching. I've been slowly making my way through what's it the um, probably pornography. Uh, the w- <laughs> I'm not that bad. Excuse me. <laughs> I embrace my sexuality. I'm not constantly just looking okay. at porn 24-7. That's a joke. That's a jo- I was like, I have to say that. <laughs> Anyhow. Immediately, that came into my head. I was like, say it now. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that was good timing, though, I have to admit. Anywho, <laughs> I've been making my way through that uh, 300 Years Killing Slime anime. What's it? You know, very slowly, been enjoying it, you know. Just been keeping up with that. Still making my way through that. One episode left of the Farway Paladin. Really, really, really enjoying that one. And uh, I kind of stalled for a little bit going through Lupin the Third Part Four, but I picked it up again recently, which is why I've been going through 
the 300-year Cymwitch one so slowly, and I've been having a very good time of it. I am a massive stan, as they would say, for the Lupin franchise. I have a lot of fun with it. And now all I have is like a couple of movies and a few, uh, two more TV shows. And I am all caught up with all 50 years of content. I'm so close. I'm barreling in on the finish line of this at long last. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't know what you're talking about again. Uh, are you familiar with the book uh, franchise uh, Asen Lupin, Gentleman Thief? No, I even have trouble just understanding the words. I've typed in well, Lupin, they- but but that just is a municipality in uh, <laughs> municipality in the Philippines. <laughs> You're gonna want to look up first, like Lupin book. And then, like, look up Lupin anime. Because basically, the Lupin the book stuff was made by this French author years and years ago. I, can't, I don't know exact date, but it was definitely, oh, like, a lot more steampunk. Uh, sorry, steampunk would be, like, what you'd put in if you were to put advanced technology in. But, like, maybe the Victorian era around then, I want to say. Point is, the person was a gentleman thief pulling on off heists, but not being like a dastly villain killing people constantly. Uh, as far as I'm okay. aware, that's yeah. And there was like it was actually one of the first, the first instance of like copyright or one of the biggest ones is they had actually included Sherlock Holmes in one of the books at the time, which they did not have permission to do. You know, the gentleman thief wow. and the great detective battling each other. But yeah. Anyhow, give it like, I don't know, 80, 90 years later, who knows how long. And eventually someone in, a, in a Japan working for Monkey Punch was like, you know what? I'm just going to make up a series about this character's grandson. <laughs> Lupin the Third. Arsene Lupin the Third. Carrying on the family tradition of being a gentleman thief. <laughs> and... <laughs> that's where the fran- franchise goes from there. Starring a cast okay. of characters revolving around Lupin, his own detective that follows him all over the globe, and him just pulling off remarkable feats, you know, both in terms of just stealing things and occasionally, you know, just being un- undoubtedly the hero in the situation, you know, just wanders into it but doesn't back away from it and, you know, saves the day. Doesn't typically set out for it, but still does it from time to time. And, like, it's been going strong in uh, Japan for, like, nearly 50 years now, or just about 50 years. Which is remarkable, because, like, the first anime run of it, like, didn't do so good on initial release, but did very well on three ones, which released, uh, led to, like, part two, which went on for, like, four seasons, and then a part three, and then... You can kind of tell, like, at that point, there was a cancellation because part four came out, like, multiple decades later. But, like, the whole time, they constantly had, like, OVAs and, like, films being made through, like, the majority of the the time it didn't have a TV series in production through the, like, I want to say 90s and early 2000s. And there's just been, like, so much. Anyhow... Yeah, that's enough of me hyping up this um, 
I want to say niche, but long-running anime franchise. Let's finally get into the headings, the topics, at 57 minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at this point, we can have like a whole spin-off show, which is just us rambling. Maybe we should do that. I think we need to stop scheduling out so many things we can talk about. Like, they went on very very long, especially like the Mario Kart segment. Well, yeah, that's why why I'm saying, why don't we do that? Why don't we split rambling off into its own, like, show? We could do that, and then... I think we just need to get get it shorter, like, really have it down. But I think this is fun, though. But then again... The normal topics are also just us rambling, but then based yeah. on the topic. So it's basically, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, I really did like the Tuesday one, and Alien TVs was very quick. Just like, I don't know, you'll see, maybe you'll see in like the editing room, the Mario Kart one, some reason went down for a very long time, it seems. Uh, well, well, that's just my opinion. Yeah. This is episode 10. We're not per perfect at this yet <laughs> no it is well, perfect perfect is just another word for stagnation um we're gonna start with the first topic now though who wants to out? read it do, do you want to take it? it okay topic number zero 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 one he thought it would be fun to write them in binary Spotify is acquiring two major podcast tech platforms. Spotify is making more podcast acquisitions. The company announced today it's acquiring both um, Chartable and Podsites, two of the most prominent podcast marketing and ad attribution companies. Uh, The deal price hasn't been disclosed, but this marks the first major acquisition the company has made this year in a long line of audio purchases. Both pod sites and Chartable allow podcasters and networks to include tags in the show that use that are used to track who listen. If they heard an ad and whether they took action upon hearing it. Spotify has been on a podcasting acquisition spree in recent years, spanning across like um, advertising technology, audiobooks, and uh, top creative talent. Yes, uh, last year the company bought Wooska, Pods, and Findaway, and Locker Room to offer and promote more spoken audio content, which followed its purchase of the major podcast ad platform, Megaphone, in late 2020. At the same time, Spotify has been scooping up major talent and shows to run ads on, including Joe Rogan's podcast, as well as Gimlet, Parsec, a uh, podcast, I should say, and The Ringer. Let's just scroll a bit more. Nope, that's the end of it. So, I don't like this. This is the, the, the destruction of the open podcast ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is bad. bad. This is I don't really... Like this. Um, this is Amazon I mean, buying up companies and, like, shortchanging them so that way other companies couldn't afford to match them and would eventually just kind of bleed out slowly over time, at which point Amazon would then acquire them. Like, this is bad. Like, so Spotify all these platforms doing... should have been blocked. All of them. 
all of them. It's a fail, wow. failure on the FCC that this has been I allowed to happen. I think that's true because it's not a monopoly yet, but it will be soon. I, it's um, at a certain so, point you can't just be worried about like monopolies, but like duopolies and like little fiefdoms of the internet as well. It's not a monopoly yes. that does like, everything, but like. I don't know if like the only reason other what's it podcast platforms exist is because you don't want certain content on yours. At a certain point, like that platform's gotten way too big. The sole reason another platform exists is because you don't want you know certain stuff on there. The FCC has failed. Well, so if we just look at what Spotify are doing, so as at the end of this this article, we've seen that they've bought a lot of podcast studios, people who produce podcasts. Yeah. So they now basically own people who make podcasts. Which mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, okay, this is fine. They can make like exclusivity deals and stuff. That's okay. And then they started buying things like pods and whoosh and other things like that, which are like, yeah. ways to find podcasts things to create podcasts and other things like that and then they bought anchor which isn't even mentioned here which is basically oh. a podcast hosting site for normal people so everybody can just start a podcast there for free and get <sighs> like spotify exclusive features and they I also bought how much on i think that's gonna stay free because they just make a ton of money from ads Everything that you put on Spotify through Anchor, they probably get a cut off because Anchor has an ad system, just like we have on Sounder, except Sounder is an independent company and not Spotify. And then Spotify also own Megaphone, which is the same thing as Anchor, except for like every single big company who does like podcasts, like Marvel, for example. Every fucking Marvel podcast is hosted on Megaphone. And now... They're also buying up Chartable and Podsites, which provides the tracking data for, well, to see if your ad has worked or not. At this point, if you want to advertise a product on a podcast, your money is bound to go to Spotify in one way or another. Yeah. Either you're paying to see stats from Chartable, or you are paying for like a freaking like automatic anchor ad or something like that, or you're sponsoring a Gimlet podcast, no matter what you do, you're giving your money to Spotify, <laughs> which is really smart for them, but kind of hence, shit for everyone else. Hence why they probably shouldn't have been allowed to do this. Hence why way back in the day, like movie companies weren't allowed to own the cinemas, you know, cause then you would like, only like what's it feature your movies or like anything you did you take insist on taking a heavier cut of than would be appropriate otherwise it's kind of like accumulating all this power is really bad and hurts innovation and like lowers the amount of jobs there are you know we've we've talked about this before the show podcasts are kind of like the last uh the last frontier of an open web Everything on the internet that you use is, like, connected to Google or Facebook, at least, like... Well, not not at least, like, basically everything is. All the ads are served by Google. All the ads are served by Google. 
every single web browser except for like Firefox is Google Chrome. It's just a different name of Google Chrome. That's also not good. And then every service that you use in the internet is also a Google service, basically. What do you use? Google and YouTube. Maybe Twitter and other websites, but mainly Google and YouTube, I reckon. There are certain more niche things, but even then, those have their integrations into like the Google and uh, Facebook and whatnot. So it's not good. Though, to be fair, Facebook dying off, so hopefully, hopefully they see less relevance, at the very least. Yeah. Well, yeah. At least in podcasting, so far, you are still able to work with whatever company you choose to work with because it's an open protocol an open system where anybody can work with and anybody can add things to and anybody can pull a podcast into their app there's like tens and tens of different podcast listening apps and there's tens of different like podcasting hosting companies where you can store your podcast as a normal creator and this is just going to get worse, I think, over time. Spotify is still number two. Apple Podcasts are still way, way the number one. And Apple has been pretty well, good with podcasts. They do nothing. Yeah, that's primarily because like how big the What's It iPhone is. And it kind of comes with default onto the iPhone. Like, it, like when you open up the phone, you have that podcasts, Apple Podcast. Podcast literally comes from iPod Broadcasting. From like back in the day in like 2004 and stuff where it had really shit quality. Apple has basically invented podcasts. So at least modern versions. That was kind of like podcast-like projects before, but then it it didn't really take off until Steve Jobs was like, well, this is a really great feature for our phone. Let's do this. And then he put it Mm -hmm. in iTunes. Or I guess for the iPods in that case, a new feature for the iPods. Um. Yeah, I don't like this. Especially because they didn't just go ahead and buy one of those ad and statistics tracking yeah. companies. They bought both of the ones that dominate the market. Yeah, Why? that's kind of a problem. Well, I mean, they've they've attempted to. Uh, hopefully. We don't know if it goes I, I say this every yet. time. But, like, the FCC is kind of busted. It's going to go through. Still, <laughs> that is a problem. They, they just let anything through now. They just... They don't say no. They don't say no anymore. Just a no. And like, no, you have to exist as separate companies. This is too much power accumulated under one corporate structure. It's like, come on. Just say no to something once in your life. (sighs) This will just end up making podcasts worse, I think. It's going to make, not necessarily for the normal listener, but definitely for uh, everyone on the back end for definitely. everybody who's producing things because right now you can just make a podcast and every app can use it and every app basically has the same thing you're gonna have different features on your app yeah not every app supports chapter markers or whatever or like i don't know value for value and other things there's like additional features that your app can support but overall it's mostly the same if it comes to the point where Spotify builds their own tracking system and advertising system and like podcast well, subscription system, which is thing. happening, and they then could have Apple, built their own and no one could stop that. They bought out the competition. 
Yeah, and then Apple also comes up with their own system, and then like Acast come up with their own system again. Eventually, either you're going to have to decide, oh, do I want to make my show only on Spotify or only on like Apple or whatever? Or what what you'll have to do is you'll separately have to upload your fucking episode to like four different things. And that's also going to suck. This is not good. Closing off the podcast ecosystem is not a good thing. I really don't like it. Building out the monopoly. It's smart on Spotify's part because they've realized instead of paying millions and like tens and hundreds of millions of dollars for studios and companies and Joe Rogan kind of stuff for like uh, Mm -hmm. exclusivity deals, they can just build a general system and then people will will produce shit for free. That's how YouTube works. That's how Facebook works. That's how Twitter works. People make stuff for free. And then Spotify, Twitter, YouTube get a ton of the money, or at least a cut. Mm. Or in the case of YouTube, they put ads on fucking everything now where channels don't even get money if they aren't monetized. That's a problem, in my opinion. It's like... I, I, you, okay, if you listen to this on Spotify, it's fine. But I recommend not using Spotify. <laughs> Just because of seasons. shit like this. Don't use Spotify, at least for podcasts. I don't care about music. Just in general, I don't care about music that much. But I care about the podcast industry and system because it's free. And I want it to stay free for everybody to do whatever they want. So my personal recommendation is CastBox. Get CastBox, download it, see if you like it. Just type in fucking like podcast into the Google Play Store or iPhone app app store. Just see what comes up. There's many great apps which have better and more features than Spotify has if you don't want to support Monopoly. So that's uh, my take on that. Now I believe it's time for point number two in a timely yes. manner, Matt, I add. Only about yeah. 15 minutes on this topic. That's pretty good for a full-fledged topic. Topic number 0010, aka number two for you normal people out there. Stranger Things Season 4 is so big they're splitting it into two volumes. This is uh, the intro joke, by the way. So... <laughs> Each Stranger Things season so far has featured either eight or nine episodes, but according to series co-creators Matt and Ross Duffer, the upcoming fourth season is going to be a little different as it starts to bring the story of Eleven and her friends to its impending close. Today, Netflix shared an Netflix shared an open letter from the Duffer brothers detailing elements of Stranger Things' fourth season which they described as the beginning of the end, announcing that the show's fifth season will be the last. Seven years ago, we planned out the complete story arc for Stranger Things, the the brothers explained. At the time, we predicted the story would last for four to five seasons. What does that say for? Like F-O-R? I guess it's a typo. (laughs) It proved too large to tell in four, as you'll see as you'll soon see for yourselves. We're now hurtling toward our finale. That's a quote right there. 
Because of the fourth season's runtime, the Duffer Brothers and Netflix ultimately landed on the decision to split it into two volumes, consisting of nine episodes that will apparently be far longer than any we've seen from Stranger Things so far. Wow. With nine scripts over 800 pages, almost two years of filming, thousands of visual effects shots, and a runtime nearly twice uh, twice the length of any previous season, Stranger Things 4 was the most challenging season yet, but also the most rewarding one, the brother said. So, yeah, end quote from the article. <laughs> Do you realize what this means? What? They will, <laughs> they will call it Stranger Things Season 4, Part 1. Oh, no. And they will call it Stranger Things Season 4, Part 2. And then Season 5. Yes. That's what Bizarre. I've been saying for, like, the past four episodes, that people should start numbering things correctly, and they've started doing it. Well, I, I think that's just like um, correctly and more like Netflix has always been weird about this. Like you could really tell uh, to tie this back to like the uh, Shiyu and the Prince's powers like um, that I talked about earlier. They really cut up like quote unquote seasons of that into very funny ways. They clearly had like episode orders and then they structured them out in the, the production room of the show in very specific ways, and then Netflix was like, um, how about we do this instead that doesn't feel natural or organic in any way whatsoever, and in fact leaves, like, um, what's it, the show, and what's in retrospect was hilarious points of cliffhangers. Like, at one point, like, um, just to go into specifics of this, in chapter, a uh, character in the show, good with tech, was in the bad guy's place, and then people started making jokes of like, oh, this is a crack ship. Let's put in chapter with like the main bad guy there, Hordak. And then like uh, the season resumes after its hiatus in this very awkward place. And then they actually do that. And then people are actually on board with it. It's like Netflix is really okay. bad at this because they keep dropping these things all in one lot, you know? Whereas, like, the Disney Plus model that they've been doing with a lot of the Marvel shows with the bigger stuff, like, one episode every week has been very successful and actually gives you time to watch Uh, other stuff as well. I hate that. (laughs) Genuinely, personally, I just don't like that. I mean, if you don't like it, you can just wait, like, the two months until it's all out in one go. Yeah, and then you'll already know what happens because everybody talks about it the same day. Avoid Twitter. You know, block keywords. Tell your friends that you let your friends know that you watch it all at the end when it's all out together. I just put this I, in I would here still because love this, but mm-hmm. I just put this in here because we've talked about naming things multiple times, uh-huh. <laughs> and I suggested like, oh, call it I don't know, Mario Kart Nine Tour Two or something. Because oh, that would be such a bad name. Because it's a that continuation would... of the Mario Kart series, but also a sequel of Mario Kart Tour, just as an example, a shit example. But that's what they're doing, except kind of the opposite, because it's instead of it being a new season and it's a continuation of, of the same season, season. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, but but they're numbering it correctly. They're not calling it four, five, and six. They're calling it four point one, four point two, and then five. Which I think actually, is the correct way. That is actually what they did it with like Steven Universe was like they ordered like three seasons, but the later two seasons got split into two seasons individually, which far better than what Netflix did, did do the splitting at like a good endpoint. What that was clearly like intended to be something of a break. So making that into a season break still worked out. And it still also had that same beat in the very first 50 episode plus first season. So yeah, I don't know. I I hope they at least naturally do it in a good place as opposed to just like I mean, doing it in very, even, very awkward unnatural places. We don't even know if mm-hmm. they're going to release them at different times because they've I already hope- said they'll split it into two that doesn't mean they can't release oh both yeah that's seasons at no the they same, haven't even done like uh part two yet they only was for to nine scripts but each each volume is supposed to have like nine episodes right i think so yeah but like two years of filming yeah okay well i guess yeah sure okay in that case We'll get yeah. the, the next part in, like, years. Well, not years. Maybe it's, like, in production right now and just, like, volume yeah. one is completed. I just and missed that, that point. In my mind, it would have been even funnier if they released... <laughs> oh, no, that would have actually... Four part one and season I four would part two that. in the same like day. I would, have, I would have been like, wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm just saying, personally, I kind of wish, like, some of... Some of the bigger stuff, at the very least, on Netflix that is still designed for like serialization would get episodic releases, you know? So that way I'd have time to watch other stuff and wouldn't feel burned up about like binge watching. Do you watching realize? Everything. Do you mm-hmm. realize with a video on demand service, you choose when you want to watch it? Yeah, but it's all there. <laughs> and it goes straight in after like 30 seconds. And like sometimes you're, like, you're left on a cliffhanger. It's like. Well, the next episode's right there. I want to see how this is resolved. Where's it going? And then it's like three o'clock in the morning, you know? Sometimes That's releasing awesome, things episodic I works out. I know, but not for everything. I like doing that sometimes as well with shows, but not every show, you know? I, I wish some shows I could just watch episodically. You know? Well, especially if they're already... <laughs> I, a lot of people do like the uh, the least uh, schedule for like Disney Plus. A lot of people do dislike it uh, in your camp as well. I think I just kind of wish some of the like more chunky know. stuff just had people, a bit more. You need to just... send us an email. Send us an email. Do you think watching an episode of a great show and then realizing that you have to wait for another week until you can watch it again? If, if you think that's a good feeling, tell us. I will quantify that, that with like. Big uh, so chunky too. ones, you know, things that are like um, like forty five minutes plus. Like watching those once a week, whereas like you know twenty minute episode stuff, maybe it's you binge that, you know. That is fine to binge because <laughs> at most, like if you take out the oh. the credits and the intro, it's roughly twenty minutes an episode. You can get through three episodes an hour. They'll have like 12 episodes a season. That's four hours. You know, that's reasonable. 
You can easily spend like seven hours going to one of the uh, Marvel shows or the Mandalorian or like a Stranger Things uh, season, you know? They're big chunk of boys. Okay, well, that's an interesting thing. I've not heard, personally, I've just never heard that before. So Mm. I've only heard the negative part. So, Ah. and also I've only experienced the negative part. The feeling of, oh, now I have to wait X amount of days, weeks, or months until I can resolve this story. The months is a hiatus thing. So, like, that's different from, like, having everything lined up. Okay, so at at the end of a season, last episode of your favorite anime, and you're like, wow, this is really good. And then you realize, oh shit, I have to wait three more years. (laughs) Does that also feel nice too? Because, oh, now I can spend time watching other things again. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's a mixed bag. Like, I, I love it if it was all there instantly, but I do like getting on top of other stuff as well. But... There's a difference between like something that's already done and they're just dripping out to you week by week to give you time to catch up on that and other stuff they produce. Especially like Netflix, they want you to watch as much of the stuff as they can, but if you just binge the one big thing every time and then feel like too burnt out to try anything else, that's not great for them, you know? They produce a lot of content, and if you, it's far better you to watch a lot of their content over several weeks than, you know... Say one free trial and binge all the show you want to watch. There's pros and cons about sides of it. I don't and like I do the get... Nintendo model of releasing things very slowly yeah. over two years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in terms of like animations, animations like well, not two years. Christ, not that long of a break. It's the same fucking thing though. Just like slow. Uh, no, well, not slow. Just like faster. I mean, animation technically has gaps because of production orders and things take time to get made. But like a more structured out release schedule, say if they had done that with like Shiva and the Prince of the Powers, like the gaps in between those quote unquote seasons wouldn't have been as long, would have been more available. And, you know, just been a better structure to keep the story fresh. And like some of them were episodically paced with cliffhangers that you did immediately get into and thus couldn't get suspense over. Not to mention... Shows like Steven Universe survived off of that, you know, those breaks, you know, from week to week, giving YouTubers the time to make videos and discussions about things and make up theories that gained a lot of traction, that thus boosted the notoriety of the show, which, you know, really helped, like, Steven Universe to grow up until the summer of Steven, where they just, like, released, like, um, a bunch of episodes in a binge model of content over, like, three weeks, which then left people unable to make videos about because it's like, oh, here's one where Steven goes into somebody's dream and like, what will this be? I don't know. There's a bunch of other stuff I have to watch and keep up with and then trying to figure something out and then come the, over the weekend, we get like, oh, well, I, okay, here's so-and-so that answers any speculation we could have had about this. I guess I won't make a video about it and then people don't watch about it and don't see this show exists. There's like a whole ecosystem at work here because sometimes what's best to enjoy the show on a personal level hurts the growth of the show. Which is a whole other thing. I don't think that's true. That's like pre-releases and stuff. I'm very much sure that like 
anime and cartoon YouTubers get to see shows before they come out, right? Oh, so No! No, they're in the same boat as all of us, especially like theorists and the like. That help boost their profile things and give them no- more notoriety. Maybe I, like that's the not true. Biggest, I literally biggest, know that's not true. Maybe the biggest, like that's biggest ones, sure. But there's I've not like a like, lot of mid-tier ones that another podcast don't always get that. A few that. weeks ago, and the dude was like, he hates doing preview viewings now because nowadays it's just they send you like a fucking mp4 file and then it has a huge watermark with your name on top of the content because oh you might fucking send the file so you might leak it instead of going to like a theater and seeing it yeah so well i mean that's like film reviews and the like isn't it and well okay why wouldn't i don't know cartoon network do the same thing though because they're dumb. They did an entire block release back in like the early 2010s of like all live action shows on Cartoon Network. That's not the same. They're, that's they're not dumb. the same they're just, now. I know, but they're, they're dumb. They're not good at they advertising. And yeah, but it's the same. Okay. Same why attitude. Wouldn't, We're getting why into the whole thing. Any good company do preview viewings for their shows if they <laughs> want people to talk about I, it online. Here's a good question. Why do people like copyright strike videos for showing footage that happens in trailers they've released? They still do that. Like, I'm not get me wrong, it would be great if they did do this or it helped like boost notoriety of films, get more people to see them. But at the same time, it's like just a lot of companies aren't doing this. They're just very dumb. Like a lot of things, that's a lot of shows right now. Yeah, they, some but people just dumb and don't want it. Would also release their shows badly, so on a shit yeah. time or whatever. Yeah, and, like uh, Japan is like suing people for featuring in content of like you know the anime. I think we've like, went I, on, I, I on this too previously. long already. Yeah, yeah, it's all, we've had <laughs> this. This is a re- disagreement between us. Between, like, viewing styles really and a disagreement. It's just barely, like, oh, well, I don't want to get spoiled by... Talk. And you didn't even have to go, like, online or something. If you work in real life with other people, they will talk about the fucking show. Well, if you're <laughs> watching the same about, like, show as them. game and stuff when that came out. Yeah, I, I mean, at a certain point, it's like, you know, if they're not going to respect the fact that you haven't watched it yet, but I'm meaning to, or, like, you know... You know, making your way through it at a slow pace. Doesn't even have to and be. And they're just purpose. loudly talking about it in front of you. Well, Actions can happen, but like, like, like if you, it's the same thing. Like if you're, if it's Christmas time and you hear fucking Last Christmas randomly somewhere because you just hear it everywhere. I think the similar thing happens with like popular shows and things like that. If something is a real phenomenon, you will hear about it on like the radio in a fucking bus. Just next to somebody who, like who's who talking in the phone. radio. That's if you're a in a car, most right people there. in a car either have a radio on or listen to podcasts. Rarely like Spotify, but I think radio still is a big thing in cars, or at least like in a bus. Sometimes I just sit in the bus, and the bus driver already has the radio turned on because he just likes to listen to the news or whatever. That happens. Well, it comes- Comes to music, I just primarily like listen to stuff off of YouTube or things I've already bought in the past. Anywho. How do you do that while driving a car? 
or a bus. If you, are a, if you work as a bus driver, you can't do that. <laughs> You're not going to be seen there's, looking at your phone, lights. watching YouTube music videos. I'm not looking directly at it. And again, just listening. <laughs> listening to music. So driving a car, it's just like one of those suction cup no. phone holders right in front of his face as he's driving along. <laughs> God, no. I have the audio on. For Christ's sake. I wouldn't be looking directly at the screen. That well, would be horrible driving. That's, that's funny. <laughs> okay, well, we have to move on. We have to move, move on. on to topic three. I mean, another 15 minutes. Like, yeah, that's Fine. pretty good pace now. Yeah. I need another bathroom break because we've gone on for like an hour and 10 minutes since the last one. So I'll be right back. Yes. And now we are back after I avoided my bladder. Thank you very much for patiently waiting. Absolutely no time because that time was edited out on your end. Except now, if there was an ad. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for listening to the ad. Forgot about that part. The entire thing he introduced this concept for. Oh, I'm dying to the head sometimes. 30 seconds ago. <laughs> Indeed. In one ear, out the other. Uh, I hate my brain sometimes. I feel trapped by its capabilities. Now, without further ado, topic number 0011, number three. Intel's first discrete Arc desktop GPUs are coming out in quarter two. 2022. Intel has given an update on the timeline for its long-awaited entry into the discrete graphics game. Arc GPUs for laptops are set uh, to, 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 to ship soon in quarter 1, 2022, where they'll slot in neatly on machines with Intel's new 12th gen uh, Alder Lake H-series CPUs. That it launches at uh, launched at CES 2022. Arc desktop GPUs will still have a bit of wait ahead of them. Intel says they won't be arriving until sometime in quarter two, while workstation graphic cards won't hit till quarter three. Additionally, Intel has announced that it has started architecture on its third generation of Arc GPUs. Codename Celestial. Reference Alchemist is the first generation of GPUs that's set to arrive this year, while a second generation of hardware, uh, Battle Mage, is already in the works. Most notably, though, is the third gen uh, Celestial CPUs are said to offer a product that will adjust the ultra enthusiasts uh, segment meaning that it could be setting its sights on taking on the graphic cards like NVIDIA's flagships 3090Ti or admins, uh, sorry, AMD's RX 6900 XT. The 3090 is the one I'm after. But yeah. So I think this is pretty good. Finally getting Uh, another competitor in the graphics space. Competition is good. Lowers the prices for everybody. Seeks for innovation as opposed to just keep doing this same old. At this point, it doesn't even matter if it's good good GPUs. It just matters that we'll get any GPUs. (laughs) I mean, because every like low end low end gamer that doesn't buy a thirty sixty doesn't have to buy a thirty sixty is a 
plus for the gaming community. I mean, at, at this point, like 3060, how many years old is that? That's like people who waited out and are getting something secondhand or something that's discounted because it just never sold. Or at least would at any other time. Now, because of shipping delays and scalpers, the prices for even like very old graphics cards at this point has skyrocketed. What do you call really old? Because the 3060 is not even a year old. Would you not 3060? buy... Yeah. Is it the that recent? 25th of February, 2021, yes. The 30 series of so, last year's cards. I thought that was like... in like the, I was thinking like NVIDIA 3060. Yeah. From 2021, February. No, though, that was, like, way older. Like, what's it, the 3080 was last year's one. No, all of the 30 series came out last year. Or at the end of 2020. That's all of their general... Okay, what do you think their numbers mean? A nonsense number that they increase every period? To just, like, indicate it's a sequel? Like, I don't know. They just made a random number here. There's an entire number, an entire other series of them, and a different number. Well, yeah, the series is the beginning at the front, right? 900, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000. And then what performance that card has is the second bit. 60 is the entry level. 70 is, like, mid-range. 80 is high range. 90 is absolute enthusiast class they released them almost the same time i didn't know that <laughs> i didn't i thought i i must have so, tricked myself to thinking this existed for years oh my god because so i kept playing the 30 series wait. the whole time I, so, I feel like i'm going crazy now for, for example the graphics card that i have the 1060 is from 2016 Oh my god, is that what I was thinking of? Did, have I just g- gaslighted up myself on this this entire time? And then 2060 came out on uh, December of... Wait. No, that's not good. That's, uh, that's bad. That's a shit website. What is this? So yeah, just the 20 series is a bit later. Oh, after Lord, the- I- I After myself the right now. Series, and then this. 30 is... Yeah, okay. So the 2060 launched in 2019. Wait, what now? The 2060, uh, 20, 2060. Okay. The sequel to the 1060 launched in 2019. Now, this is confusing, I realize, because there also yeah, is an 30. RTX 2060 Sorry. 12 gigabyte, which launched in 2021, mm-hmm. but that's just... Bullshit. That's a, that's bullshit marketing. Sorry, I'm just getting confused here because I look. I was looking up them and like the thirty sixty thirty seventy all came out like February of twenty twenty one, whereas like the, the thirty ninety came out in like September of twenty twenty two, which probably is where I got this opinion from. Like knowing it was a thing all the way back then. What September twenty twenty two didn't even happen yet. Twenty twenty. No, uh, yeah, 2020. Did I say 2022? My bad. Yes. I, I gained them mixed up, because, like, 2022 is, like, when you visualize that, are you saying the numbers 22, or are you saying, like, 20, then 20, and then the the word 2 in any of its spellings? It's, like, kind of confusing for me. 
yeah. I well, feel like such an idiot right now. The first one or two letters, depending if it's a hundred or thousand, that's the generation number. Dang it, I did not know that. I thought it, 500, I thought it was a meaningless number. Seven hundred just to indicate the change. <laughs> that's pretty funny too. Same thing, by the way, for the AMD cards nowadays. So they have five thousand and six thousand, so yes. 6,900, newer version of the 5,900. 5,000, I don't know, 5,000, no, wait, 6,500, that's the lower end version, but still new. Okay, you are not into PC component stuff. <laughs> not massively, yeah, I, no. I, mean, I just kind of... You've known that before, I think, but like, this is a prime example of... Uh, why NVIDIA's yeah. marketing is not that great, especially if you look really at isn't. their other product lines, because they also have, well, okay, at least once you explain to somebody, 30 is the generation, and then yeah. 60, 70, 50, whatever, is what class it's in. That makes sense if you explain that to somebody. But then when you look at their other products, like the 1650 and the 1660, at that point, all shit yeah. is lost because that doesn't make sense anymore. So, fuck why those not just cards. have like, why not just have like, uh, what's it brand name for a specific card, like Celestial Battle Mage, with what's it like Intel's doing, and then you just have the various tiers of like, uh, what's it, bronze, silver, gold, and platinum, you know, to indicate like how good this is for this generation. You know? Well, I mean, I suppose it's like that's what seventy and ninety is, though, and stuff like that. But I didn't know that. I thought it was just a meaningless well, number that got changed to indicate it was a new product. Oh my god, I feel so silly. <laughs> so yeah, it turns out the graphics card that you want is actually like a, is actually older than the thirty sixty. <laughs> Well, to be fair, it's more powerful than the 3060 still. Yeah, but hilarious time. looking at what you just said, where you said, like, oh, I would never yeah. want a graphics card that's this old. Well, I, to be fair, um, I thought it was, like, a yearly increase, and, like, also time's been warped over the pandemic. I kind of thought it was still, like, a recent thing. I didn't realize it had been that long. It's still the newest, the newest yeah. thing that they have, and they still yeah. produce, so... Keep in mind, I thought like the 3060 was like three or four years old at that point. So, you know, older, than, you know. older than the uh, 3090 as well. So, um, yeah, it turns out it is newer and I am an idiot in these things. Delightful information. <laughs> oh God, I really need to watch out if somebody like, like no IRL also makes this mistake. I like teaching people about computer things because that's just interesting to me seeing how people like know how much things people know and how they can take in like more information about this to me this is like natural i looked at it once and i'm like yeah i get it i get it now i mean it's a fairly easy number to to make to confuse especially if like you've been looking at like the iphone lighter products that just like up the number every couple of years you just assume that's what this is, but more complicated because computers are complicated. They don't up their number every year. That's not even true. Well, every release, you know. They call it like, oh, 
six, six, S, seven. No, those all release at the eight, same time, don't they? Eight plus like, max, whatever. iPhone yeah, yeah, like X, the, iPhone ten. I mean, sorry. iPhone well, I think 10 the iPhone Pro ten was like a um, fucking a iPhone SE, version. iPhone SE, and probably yeah. again iPhone SE again. Fuck off. Or Apple with their laptops, where every single time they just call oh, it laptops are the new thing MacBook altogether. Pro. Fuck off. You can't call every laptop the new MacBook Pro. Why? It's so confusing. Okay. That That but, is beyond well, the pale. Um, well, we've learned one thing from this segment. I do not know nearly enough about computer parts, and I'm just looking at like price, uh, lease dates for items compared to the prices. I want to talk about Intel's names, though. If you click on the link, our source link, um, mm-hmm. the, we have the the Verge article about this news. And yep. if you scroll down, it shows probably what is the most useless graph ever. <laughs> it's, oh, it has no. no y-axis, no y-axis. It has one x-axis, which just says performance with nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you kind of have like the different chips that we've talked about that they've named already in the article. And it's like becoming higher in an unknown amount of time. So you got Alchemist first, uh... HPG, and then random amount of time later, it says Battle Mage, XE2 HPG. Again, mm. another unknown amount of time later celestial and then i think it's funny how it goes from the name celestial back to druid (laughs) (laughs) i think these names are pretty good but like okay this is still a shit graph this is like a graph that apple would use to be like wow look at how much faster our new a14 bionic z processor is Oh god, I just saw the roadmap. Oh god, roadmaps. Roadmaps. Roadmaps are a good thing on their own. If you don't follow them, it sucks. Yeah, but like every prominent example of them is being like a placeholder for content to come down the line, and then the content doesn't come because the game has clearly not been a success, and thus it gets quietly wound down. Like... That is what people associate roadmaps with now. Really? At least in the gaming sphere. Yeah. I'm like, when I look at a roadmap, I'm like, wow, they're really ambitious. Except for this one. Because I've, I've never seen a roadmap shit. in real life that was very important, you know, that was actually relevant outside of gaming nonsense that always goes poorly. So, Well, I have. When it, we yeah. set up our own roadmaps for like different projects and stuff, and you work on like mm. specific. Uh, well, in in my uh, in my electronics class, we are trying to build like a racing simulator seat right now. We have a roadmap for that. Really? Yes, for what we want to achieve on what time and date. Well, not t- well, not time, but like what dates, because some things have to be ready for reason X. Like one thing we wanted to show off for this the this. Um, I don't know what that's called for this day where like random people can come to the school and look at stuff. The Some things just have to be ready when they have that to be had ready. had to be ready for that day. Yeah, and you need a roadmap for that. 
planning is not a bad thing. When gaming companies do it and they don't follow it, then it sucks. But I think most companies have the goal of following it. Otherwise, they well, wouldn't. Well, to be fair, it's like how many people publish it, though? Like, how, how many roadmaps you see published? Like, and typically, like, in the workspace, those would be kept internally. Why, yeah, like, but, um, like, why wouldn't you publish it, though? If you make, like, a Kickstarter or something, people should know what your plan is for when you think, oh, the game is going to be ready for this. Uh, they typically do that with, like, um, various updates. They have, like, an aimed release date, and then they keep you updated uh, with posts as they go along. And whenever there's, like, a setback, you know, pretty soon after, either the day of or a day or two later, when they realize how far back this is pushing them. So, like, they don't do so much roadmaps, but just, like, constantly keeping the uh, the backers informed via community I would do posts. both, because you need to plan anyways. I mean, they, I, I'm pretty sure they it. have one. They just haven't, like, published it, because, like, again, case delays happen. It's like, as soon as you publish it, you set expectations, and when you can't meet them, people are disappointed. Like, uh, the main reason I'm against people, like, uh, announcing games, you know, set release date when they haven't even gotten to a point in development yet, you know? It's like, and then you have to meet that date come hell or high water, and it leads to nothing good. And then it, also, not keep every roadmap... stuff close to the chest. Until not every roadmap has, like, time and date on it. Like, the fucking multi-year roadmap that we can, we're looking at right now. It literally just has the same, like, chip logo four times yeah. and then like four different names and that's it it shows yeah, and nothing slightly elevated each time you move further to the right it is like you said utterly meaningless <laughs> it literally shows nothing <laughs> their goal is yes we will make it faster eventually <laughs> no, that's no, no. what this shows no no their, their goal is to slightly elevate it and move it to the right as time goes by that is their only goal but as it goes up, the performance increases. Haven't you seen the axe axis? What kind of axe is it? What does it mean by performance? Does it mean its speed? Does it mean the amount it can actually do? Will it lower Don't load times? Improve graphical for well, Accept and buy product. Enable easier ray tracing somehow? I don't. I don't. Would it just what? cost like less to make? You could say. Who could say what qualifies as a raisin performance? They don't, because they would have put it on the graph. <laughs> it's not even a roadmap, it's just a graph. It's just a yeah, basic yeah, graph. Yeah. yeah. Without any information in it. Well, at least oh, I think so the names dumb. are moderately cool. I like the brand name I, I of Intel like Arc. And then also the, like, I guess the chip names, Alchemist, Battle Mage, Celestial, and Druid. Yeah. See, those I are memorable. Pretty good. It's, yeah. Why is it not just called like the Geoforce um, Alchemist, you know? And then you just put like the 90 or something, or. I mean. Like I said, some kind of grading that system. That exists. Like Turing mm-hmm. and Pascal, they, the chips also have names. <laughs> ah. Which you don't know. I actually don't know what. What is the 32? Is that still Turing based? Oh, oh yeah, Ampere. Uh, Ampere, yeah. Ampere, which is the successor to Turing. Good. And that's what they mean, too. That's what Intel mean with fucking 
I don't know what the names are like druid and stuff the processor architecture itself but that's 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 a another random thing I don't know how people come up with these names this is like at the same time really crazy but also I think pretty cool I mean I, I imagine a lot of it is first based off naming it after somebody which you know would affect that somewhat But yeah, from there. Have I closed the fucking running order accidentally? Where is it? I think I have. No, there it is. No, that's not it. Okay, there it is now. Good. If you look at other products, though, like Qualcomm, the people who make every single Android phone's chipset, Mm -hmm. they have the Snapdragon brand, which, again, I think that's fucking awesome. Snapdragon. That's as cool as Intel Arc. Actually, no, that's cooler than Arc. Snapdragon. Snapdragon and GeForce. Fucking MediaTek Dimensity. <laughs> I think Dimensity is another one that's like pretty crazy, just as crazy as fucking fucking like Celestial or Battle Mage. I don't know. I mean, cool names are better than numbers. We have learned that alone. Well, not alone. Also, that I'm an well, idiot from the segment. Is it though? Is it though? Because if you look, if if in ten years you look back, what are you going to know is high performance compared to the to the contemporaries? Are you going to know? Oh, a thirty ninety is a higher number, so it's probably better than a thirty sixty. Or are you gonna rem- gonna remember? Wow, yeah, Druid. Druid was the successor to fucking Celestial, so Druid is better. No, just actually. like well, I mean, cele- what's it? Successors typically are like better. But I mean, like again, there's like a range of them as well with like architecture. Either come up with one thing and increase it numerically, and then like you know, Intel you nine, know and then. You have the, the thing that just says the standard, like the i5, i7, and i9, with like Intel processors, or like just the basic like structure of like um like I said earlier, bronze, silver, gold, platinum. So you know what's like bare minimum to like extremists over on the other side of it. With well, how would you know which generation is like the follow up to which other one? If it's called uh, either saying in. Staying informed with it, or like um, just googling the order they came out in. No, I think numbers are easier for that. That's the same reason I hate films that don't use numbers anymore. Because if you just look at the titles when they release, how the fuck are you going to know that Alien Covenant came out after Alien Resurrection just by looking at the name? You're not going to know unless you type it into Google or you are an alien fan, for example. I've made myself uh, sad by looking at the price of a 3090 right now. I'm actually just going to paste it here so you can see the euro price. There we are. I'm going to cut B and I'm going to throw that into a little chat here if I can eventually find it again. And that's the euro price for it. Yay. Well, yeah, 1390 is literally the top-end card. But also, it is like scalpers. There's such a limited supply for them because people are uh, incurring artificial scarcity. 
that is raising the price well above what it should be. But what's the RP? Actually, I don't know for the third. I don't know off the. T- I don't know off the top of my head. Do, do, do. 3090 RRP. Oh, the 3090 RRP is 1,400 pounds. So probably around 1,500 or so uh, euro. Sixteen, sixteen, eighty euros. Okay, so that's um uh, a bit of markup there. A lot, a lot. Ah, <laughs> uh, this hurts me. This hurts me. I'm still in favor of numbers, though. So yeah, I'm gonna keep with that. Fulfill well, at least they have a names. brand name and then follow up with a number. They and have then a, a number brand name. Party. It's called GeForce. Uh, GeForce yeah, and just... Ampere. Except Ampere, they not don't put anywhere. Maybe they could do that. Oh, this is Ampere thirty ninety. Mm. Nah, I don't know. And at that point, it probably gets confusing with people again because every single graphics card maker put like their own names and stuff in front of 3090 and after 3090 they'll oh. make wow this is 3090 fucking sapphire fucking garbage edition whatever <laughs> how will you know if everybody puts like dimensity after fucking 3090 yeah i think we've gone off on tangent here about Nobody like uh, graphics no, cards use numbers use numbers or only names or don't don't combine them I believe it's time to move on to the final topic for the stream before going on to another segment. Yes, topic number 0100. Nintendo shuts down Wii U and 3DS Online. The Nintendo Switch has been Nintendo's main console for years now, but the company still kept the Wii U and 3DS eShop open for people who want to buy games on those platforms. In March 2023, though, that will no longer be the case. Nintendo won't let you buy things on the Wii U or 3DS eShop. As of late March 2023, the company announced on Tuesday. Nintendo will be slowly making changes to eShop purchases up until that deadline. On the 23rd of May 2022, so this year, people, you won't be able to use a credit card to add funds to your eShop accounts on Wii U or 3DS devices. On the 29th of August, 2022, you won't be able to use eShop gift cards to add funds to your accounts on those devices either. If you have any download codes, you won't be able to redeem those after late March 2023. You won't be able to use money in your Nintendo wallet, assuming you've linked that that Nintendo Switch account to... No, fuck. Assuming you've linked that Nintendo Switch account with the older Nintendo Network account to buy Nintendo... Fuck, what am I reading? To buy Wii U... Fuck this. To buy Wii U and 3DS content after late My, March 2023. Yeah. It is a very complicated like, system. Screwed. No, no, don't. They, they really made a pig's breakfast, a dog's breakfast, my bad. Uh, out of this, 
Like, it is a complete mess of an ecosystem for, like, various games. Just utterly, utterly why backwards. Is it, like, why is it, a, like, different systems on the Switch? It's called the eShop. I didn't yeah. realize this, but it makes sense. Nintendo Network accounts on the Wii U and 3DS are different from the Nintendo account that you have. Yeah, that's dumb. Oh, that's no. just dumb. That's pretty it, stupid. Nintendo has been very dumb about this, and I think they realize that based on a lot of promotional stuff they put out, like Nintendo Switch Online. It seems they realize that making entirely new accounts every generation is like just bad for business, bad for attention, frustrates people, makes it complicated. Oh like, shit! Yeah, you had the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection stuff on the Wii and the normal DS. I already forgot. Yeah. Why? Not to mention, it's like. Why isn't there just a virtual console for, like, uh, Wii digital games on this? They've gone so far out of the way to make the Joy-Cons still compatible with, like, Wii games. But, like, it, there's just no virtual console on there. No ability for you to buy those games still, you know? It's dumb. It's just very, very dumb. And I might take like away from that this. I shutting it down now already. I think this is too early. Yeah, People I, use that still, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, getting around to mine, but I still have it, like, very easily within reach. Like, again, there's a lot of games that just solely exist on, like, the 3DS that, in all honesty, with, like, a a very, very basic port, just removing, like, whatever, like, top screen, bottom screen nonsense they have going on and putting all the information on one screen could easily be ported over. That is not an easy thing. (laughs) It would yeah. be way easier if they just did a thing that they did on the Wii U, just having like different modes of like emulated top and bottom screens. Just I mean that is like that as well, but I think like the Wii U had like a, a bigger a bigger screen on the base thing that you held in your hand. Uh, maybe if like you uh, undocked true? mode, that works out. I don't think maybe. that's true. Oh yeah, like the, the the Wii U thing that you were holding was way bigger than the Switch. Yeah, but was a screen bigger? I'm actually going to look it up. That's Wii U screen was size. The screen on the Wii U was 6.2 inches. Uh-huh. Fuck inches. Nintendo Switch screen. Let's type that in. Nintendo Switch screen size. I feel like that's not correct. Okay, Nintendo Switch screen is 6.2 inches. It's exactly the same size. Dang, never mind then. I just it looked so much bigger. And also the Switch OLED exists, which has a way bigger screen anyways. Yeah, so but like I, your I primarily point is not correct. <laughs> that is true, but I primarily play docked, so like that's why I never got the Switch OLED. It's like, what yeah. good is this for me? I'm seeing absolutely no improvement to my performance in the main mode I play in. What's going on here, Nintendo? I just gotta wait till the Switch 2, I guess, to see something. Some kind of improvement to what the things can do. I've actually got a bit of a phobia of buying, like, bigger 3D-looking games that aren't Nintendo-made on the Switch. You know, even, like, you know, not bigger as in terms of, like, AAA, but just, like, bigger file size stuff. Even, like, indie stuff that I see is, like, 3D. I just don't want to touch it because I think it's going to look worse than it will on either my other two consoles. So, okay. 
Like, I only touch, like, indie stuff now that's all, like, 2D and pixel art. I mean, that's true. Why why buy it on a Switch if you have a PC? <laughs> yep. Buy everything Actually, on PC. Don't buy other consoles. I mean, Pete, looking into it now, even in not top-end stuff, a PC is still very expensive in comparison to... A what's it, uh, Xbox or PlayStation at market price? Scalpers that's have really messed with that. But that's, that's the only bad thing about PC gaming. Yeah. I mean, PCs in general, they're just very expensive, you know? Yeah, because they can't make money from the software. Buy a Steam Deck, people! <laughs> yes. Well, like Silas here. Yeah. Look forward to his review of it on the Uploading Podcast episode, I don't know, 20, maybe? Whenever that comes out? No, that's too early. 20 is too early. Way too early, I think. Uh, Actually, I don't know. We'll I see mean, it'll probably out. be two and a half months. So when's the thing coming out? I'm getting mine after Q2, it says, on my reservation. So, like, in July. <laughs> Okay, yeah, a bit early. We're halfway through February here, so yeah, yeah on the twenty side. is a twenty is a stretch unless we like stop making the podcast after episode nineteen. No, you dare jinx it until the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare jinx it! Don't you dare jinx it! Anywho, I think we're done about this. I think we're both in agreement that this is too early to end the oh, life yeah. of Wii U and three DS. No, not even that. It's just like without no form of emulation on like future consoles, like ending this at all is a huge problem. Because like I think it's like a thousand games that exist on these two consoles that will just vanish from existence once they stop being sold on these on the either the 3DS or the Wii U. It's really, really problematic that these things will just snap out of existence because these services aren't maintained. And there's just... Why isn't there an emulator for these games on, like, the Switch at this point? Well, it, there is. It's on beyond PC. the pale. <laughs> that, that, Get a PC! <laughs> yeah, if only. Hey, you, you're mad about Nintendo? Hmm? Ending two storefronts that you could have used to buy various games? Emulate them on a PC that costs thousands of dollars or euros or pounds or whatever currency you use. Well, most people have a PC already, though. I not a good one. Like at best, they have. Uh, to be honest, I'd be willing to bet most people have a laptop. You don't not need. A PC. A, you don't need insane amounts of power to emulate what essentially is a shitty GameCube with two screens. That's fair. That is fair. Or what uh, is also a lot of people don't like touching cubes, it because there's like a lot like more the, work on yeah. their front. Wow. Anywho, let us move on to our segment that will probably be popping in and out whenever we want it to. Some yes. random games we want to talk about, which uh, yes. only one entry today, which is the other Kickstarter I mentioned previously, Mina the Hollower, and first and foremost. Uh, what's it, um, Silas, you might be happy to hear this. Because they have made over $80,000, their current price is now at, um, well, current amount raised is over 
$920,000 with still, at time of recording, 12 days left to go. Probably upload it. It'll be like 10 or what's it, uh, nine days. So still time. And like I said, it's not the best for like the people behind the thing, but you have up to a week to follow through on your pledge. So keep that in mind. Anyhow, it is getting a Linux port. Wow. Wow. And that can go multiple ways. <laughs> yeah, that is true, but it's better than something that doesn't have a Linux port. That's not necessarily true, actually. Really? Oftentimes, nowadays, um, there's the there's protons still exist. We've talked about this like two episodes ago on the Steam Deck one. Mm-hmm. This layer that Steam has basically developed, which sits in between the game and your Linux operating system, and it just okay. accepts like Windows commands and stuff and translates it in real time to what Linux can understand. Ooh. So, um, is oftentimes beautiful. games end up running and working better as a Windows version running in Proton because Ooh. that means you have to optimize your game once for Windows and then Proton does the rest, which is easier for small people, small companies. Because not everybody understands how Linux works fully. Some people don't have, some companies don't just don't have enough time or money to properly develop a Linux port. And then you'll get broken features, part, partly working features, like every program that you can find on Linux right now works like 99%. But then one specific thing doesn't work. Like, for example, this, this, I forgot what chat thing it is, like Microsoft Teams or something similar. When you download a file and you click on, oh, open folder where this is downloaded in, it just does nothing. Things like that will happen. Whereas if you just use Proton and develop a Linux version, it's going to perform better and probably work properly if it works at all. So do a good job at a Linux version and it's great. But fuck it up, then it doesn't matter because we can just push uh, yeah. the button which says force proton at all times and it does it anyway. So <laughs> I hope they do it correctly. And uh, Well, in that case, either way. Anywho, what is Mina the Hollower? Let's find out. Yes. Mina the Hollower is a bone chilling action adventure featuring classic gameplay and an 8-bit aesthetic in the style of the Game Boy Killer. Refined for the modern era. Smooth 60 FPS action combat. A world full of mystery and horror. And a top-down adventure combined in a mix uh, that may remind you of classic titles like Castlevania, The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, or even Bloodborne. Which, yeah, aesthetically, yeah, it does remind me a lot of that from what I've seen of it. Uh, whip foes a bow through the ground and explore a pixel-perfect world in Mina the Hollower, a brand new game from developers who brought you Shovel Knight. You won't want to miss this harrowing yet heartwarming tale. And yeah, it, it, it's definitely like evoking those, what's it, um, Genesis Quad aesthetics of the Game Boy Color, but doing things they they could never have gotten to run on that system, which is truly amazing. Like, uh, the main gimmick, the headliner, the 
uh, hollower involves Nina burrowing underground, hollowing the ground as she goes, and using that to travel faster and get around enemies, get behind them and hit them, because typically her mace, while having, uh, not mace, but Morningstar, I believe it's called, it's a whip with, like, a spiked head on it. While good reach on it, it does fire fairly slowly, so you want to be strategic about when you go for hit, rather like Bloodborne. When you know what you're doing, it's very effective. But if you get overconfident or mistime things, oh boy, are you going to be hurt. <laughs> uh, yeah, and for me, I have the best reactions and timing. Yeah, yeah I'm... I'm not going to go too much into like something I've watched somewhere else, but I did see a Game Grumps playthrough of this. They were sent like a download code, and I learned apparently a big reason why uh, the original Shovel Knight got made is because they actually did an episode on the demo for Shovel Knight, which got a lot of views, which got a lot of people to back the project and get it over the funding goal, which is very fascinating. And now this game's coming out, but I basically I watched a lot of gameplay from that, and it looked amazing and a lot of fun. And again, it has that like flesh out gothic world like Bloodborne. So like I am very interested to see this game finally come out. Well, not finally, but when it eventually does, you know, like it just looks very interesting. And also. Doesn't need to be said, but still, obligatory mention to fan art. Both, like, non-lewd, but let's face it here, fairies, the lewd fan art. It's it's coming, if it's not already in existence. Well, then it would still be coming, but you get my point. (laughs) I feel proud of that one. I feel really proud of that pun. It's a thinker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> fuck <Yeah. laughs> why he just stop being like this <laughs> never it sustains me it provides meaning to my existence <laughs> anyhow what's a hollower the hollowers are guild dedicating to studying the earth and its elated resources by using their special techniques hollowing they can move faster underground than above it Hollows have worked for ages to analyze and amplify secrets buried beneath the surface. Mina's spark technology, uh, technology is her latest contribution to the hollowing arts. Uh, anyhow, there's about a lot of stuff about the game. Uh, the basic intro is, like, uh, Mina Hollow helped to invent some technology that brought light to everywhere, you know, electricity and all that, but suddenly things get sabotaged. And all the lights go out, and the king's missing, and the head suspect is the former captain of the guard. And then you set out on an adventure to discover what's happening and maybe save the king. But given, like, how gothic this game is, you never know. It could just be he's dead before you even find him. Who knows? I don't. Anyhow, uh, any thoughts, uh, (laughs) Silas? Why do they call leveling up bone up? <laughs> I mean, phrasing, but also you're collecting bones as a resource, so... Uh, it's called a level that exists. Look. You, you should have understand. done that as a joke. You should have been like... I, I kind of missed that gonna, fact, but look, we just have to face... We have to just face 
Mina is just as like perverted as I am when it comes to like puns oh and jokes God. and just constantly thinking about this while still maintaining some semblance Burning of class and elegance. <laughs> like she she can't resist a good pun just as much as I can't. Just saying. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Gotta bone up, man. <laughs> okay. Well, it's successfully funded. Oh, it, yeah. It's, it's by a company that. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. 800,000 more than 274. Yeah. I forgot to mention before, like, it was like already successfully funded at the start of this. I just mentioned what it was at. Anyway, I believe on that note, it is time to end this. Two hours and thirty minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I've looked. At, I've been looking at the time, and I'm like, "Well, that's what it is." <laughs> You're gonna edit so, out a lot less of it this time. I edited out minimal things last episode as well, so we're gonna see how well people like that. I don't know. Um, we. I got. I yeah. gotta be stricter with our time next time. Like, there's a few points I realized we were kind of going on a bit too long and diverging a bit too much, and I just didn't. I got butt in a bit more and mention it in future, so that way, now there's no need to keep this like super short and brief. But also, oh boy, did this get away from us? Like, we are doing constant adjustments to the show, people, so it gets hopefully better. And, Early uh, day. We make no promises. Yeah. We make no promises about that. Yes. We have hopes, but we're we may just be stuck with this it. till the end of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine if that's what you what you what you're after, people. Hey, but if, mm-hmm. if it gets views, it gets views. And no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue. Lessons. Lessons. Never Never, I will not learn another set of terminology for the exact same thing. It's not the same it's, thing. It's people engaging with the uh, the thing yes. you put out. I just yes. refer to viewers because I typically do all videos. I'm not going to learn to say listens, listens or downloads from podcasts where it's essentially the same thing. People engaging with it, potentially for well, a certain amount of times. I've already used views. It's always the vernacular I'm familiar with, and I refuse oh, to learn anything else. God. It, is your goal to actually like drive me mad? <laughs> I mean, I would uh, like to be uh, an Elgit Harbinger for insanity. That sounds like a fun career path. That sounds like a fucking <laughs> Intel product name. Whatever you just said, I forgot already. That's the next, that's the fifth generation. Elgit Harbinger for insanity? Well, just the Eldritch Harbinger part. That sounds like an Intel GPU name. Let's yeah, write them an email. <laughs> Hello, guys. Hey. Call it Eldritch Harbinger. <laughs> hey, that's like a thousand a year each. Uh, we'll come up with dumb names yeah. for your product pay lines us, pay easily. Us a thousand per graphics card sold, guys. Yeah. We're saving, we're, we're saving the world from the chip shortage, except a th- plus a thousand added on top for each graphics card because we came up with the name. <laughs> follow at Watch Starters TV, follow at Uploading Pod, and send your emails in with yes. stories, questions, and comments on uploadingpod at gmail.com. Yes. Link tree and- down below. 
You also find various links in my link tree down below as well. You can find me primarily active right now on my gaming channel, Sod Passion Gaming, on YouTube and Twitch. And, and also, uh, what's it on Twitter at Passion Sod? Raffle there, but by the time you hear this, it will have ended. So, tough luck. You should have jumped on uh, it last week. Fucking International <laughs> Bread Day, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, I don't even remember. Indeed. Uh, hot Cross Buns Day. No. Uh, oh yeah, hot uh, buns. Eh? No, something about buttocks. Uh, something that funnily reminds you about buttocks. Like covered buns or something. Glazed sticky buns. buns. Eh? Sticky buns. There we are. Sticky buns. Sticky glazed <laughs> buns after your jode. Uh... <laughs> Come back next episode, people. We will love to have you back here again as Indeed. our listener. Yeah. Hopefully we stick to <laughs> tighter time schedule. Eventually, next time. we'll learn. We'll learn. We'll learn, or you'll die listening. One or the other. Either way, nothing's online for us. <laughs> Imagine oh, by somebody the way, like. Don't get up from your seat until the podcast ends. Otherwise, imagine land somebody will listening to this in their car, and they're like, crash into a tree. And we're here talking about, wow, this has too much furry porn associated. This has not enough furry porn associated with this franchise, so it's dead. <laughs> While the paramedics are like re fucking like evaluating was- if this person is alive or not and stuff like that. <laughs> we came to the understanding that pornography was a useful tool to understand the fan engagement for the franchise, not just simply it, if it doesn't have enough, it's dead. It's just well, imagine, a useful metric to gauge. Im- imagine the dude giving you like CPR is like doing CPR, and as you're like coming awake again, it's like, ha, yeah, Alchemist is a funny name. That's a cool name, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think if they could hear it aloud, they'd probably just stop. It's like they'd start and then hear us talking and would just back off slowly. But then they were never That'd there. It'd be funny though if it was like also a fan just by accident it would be like uh, wow another episode of like with fucking sod and silas okay thank you for listening everybody have a good rest of your day and don't crash your car things be the same do use a seatbelt meet again bye bye do you seatbelts use them yeah. use them don't you dare not use them sod will find you probably I know where you sleep But can he afford the fucking payments to go to where you sleep? UPS. He's in a UPS box. Shit. In that case, all of you are safe. Goodbye. <laughs>